0: From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast.
1: It's the Tiny House Podcast, and I am Perry. Perry.
2: I am Michelle M.J. Boyle.
1: And this is Mark. And I can just sense Perry
0: holding himself back at the beginning. I am. He just wants to come I out I just want blazing. to come out blazing.
1: But I've gotten so many kudos from our engineer that I sound so much better when I don't do that.
2: Well, and the truth is, is that all that energy would be wasted because he's just going <laughs> to dial you down.
1: <laughs> That's true. He does. In post-production. He does.
2: I was just talking to someone <laughs> in the elevator, actually. Um and I was saying I haven't had a coffee yet this morning, and so I feel like I really need to like increase my energy level, and that always helps. And uh, she was asking how your energy level, like, w- what are you doing that do you need energy? And I told her I said it's really interesting because it's you almost have to be overly energetic for it to properly translate.
1: Yeah, you do on the on the show. Yeah, yeah, you there's do. a
2: fine point. There's mm-hmm. a fine line there. Sometimes, however, I come in hungover sick and there's just no getting around it. But, <laughs> but we try to actually that be. explains
0: the bucket in the corner. Yeah. Yes.
2: We try to be no. here. We try to be alive. Um, yes. And we try to have all fires, all cylinders firing. It doesn't always work, though.
1: So, Michelle is. Uh, I'm sounding weird, like uh, some static. Yeah, the top He's end. A little hotty. Yeah. A little hotty. He's I'm sorry. I'll like, you less hot. Um, the, uh, so, Michelle, recently, that's now a little low. Michelle So Michelle recently uh, at, tried to recruit Mark and I to do her build. so I'm gonna ask her how's her build going.
2: Uh, my build is going great. My build is um, very I'm really excited. It's going really really well. I'm working on it almost I'm making a few hours a day to work on it. It's It's coming along really well. I am mostly done with the inside walls and the ceiling. so I'm literally flooring and paint next. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's the perch, of course. And then the hideout. Um, now, the next house I affectionately refer to as Robin Hood's hideout because I live in Sherwood Forest.
1: Is that the real name of the forest or are you just making that up?
2: I live in the town of Sherwood.
1: Oh, my god. I live in a forest right. in Sherwood. Oh, my gosh.
2: In a literally a literal tree forest. Yeah, like a, that's right. So I've decided that my next build is going to have a Robin Hood theme. Nice. So it's called Robin Hood's Hideout. It also has a rooftop deck on it, mm. so that'll be cool to climb up there, and you get to watch the wildlife from up on top of the up on top of the house.
1: Don't yeah, bow hunting, I was going to say <laughs> to get some quivers and or arrows in the bow. To <laughs>
2: yeah, um, here's a question for you though. I don't totally off topic. How old does a buck have to be before you can before you can hunt it? Mark doesn't does anybody know? That? know? I, I don't know. The only reason why I say is because we have a little baby buck. And um, we call him Spike because he's only got one antler oh. and it's just straight up in the air. <laughs> oh. um, but yes, we have where the where my tiny house village will be. We have a skunk that we're having a hard time getting rid of. Mm. Um, so we have skunks, <laughs> raccoons, uh, deer, eagles, coyotes, bobcats. We had a cougar visit recently. We didn't see him, but we saw the six foot claw marks on the side of the tree. Wow. Uh, we have a cool. big barn owl nest. Um, Chipmunks, rabbits, chickens. so Very cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. But
1: anyway, so... Have you had people, um, since you're talking about the village, have you had people contacting you to inquire about living there with you?
2: Not yet. Um, well, first of all, it's going to be an Airbnb village. Um, I have got the domain name set aside. The page is going live shortly. So I'm going to do a little bit of sort of preemptive marketing. Um, to answer the question more succinctly, yes. People are like, when can we come visit? Yeah, so yes, a lot of people are, are not a lot, but you know, a couple of dozen people are eagerly looking forward to the to the opening. So cool. And I'm eagerly looking forward to turning the hole full of money that I've i been <laughs> dumping money into this project. I'm I'm eager to actually turn that into some profit on the other side. Right so right on. Yeah.
1: Speaking about um people being eager that something opens, we have oh shoot. I can't use that transition because the show's going to be closed by the time this, this uh, episode comes out.
2: But that's okay, though, because it's literally opening in two days. It is so literally opening she's opening So her state of mind is still eager to get it open and eager to, okay. uh, to get it going. Then it's fair. Okay, yeah, so we, fair.
1: Ha- we have um, Cole's Wayland. The, are you the director, Cole, or the founder? What are you of the Tiny House Living Festival? Uh,
3: I, I think the official title is event director.
1: Event director of the Tiny House Living Festival... Which is going to be happening in Portland, or which has happened in... We are in a time warp <laughs> mm-hmm. because the show's being recorded right now, but it's going to come out a little bit later. So it's going to be happening this weekend.
0: And it was fantastic. And it was fantastic. <laughs> it
1: was just amazing. Yes, it was amazing. Oh my the God. The crowds. The crowds. The popcorn. houses. The beer was The weather. Cold. The weather was amazing. <laughs> it was a perfect. The congratulations. Emcee,
2: we've never heard a more talented exactly. MC ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Coles, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so refresh people's memory. How did the tiny house living festival come about?
3: Uh, so I was the formerly the event coordinator for the tiny house jamboree, which was a national tiny house festival that we threw in Colorado, uh, in 2015 and 2016. Um, the jamboree moved from Colorado to, to Arlington, Texas this year in 2017. And so I decided to do to try out a series of regional festivals instead of one large national festival where I could bring regional providers, um, you know, service providers together with regional community. Um, and so that's how it came to be.
1: And this is this, the one that's hap- that has happened or is happening, depending on your time reference, in Portland is the second one. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. Yeah. The first one was in Denver in August.
1: And how did that go?
3: It went great. Um, It went great. It was a, it was somewhat of an experiment for us. We were in a very urban area. So we had uh, purposefully had the tiny houses very close together. Um, And I think it went really well. You know, it's, um, it's a different from, um, for those who, who weren't at the Jamboree there, there tend to be very, very long lines and the community is very spread out from Mm -hmm from itself, people from each other. Mm -hmm. And so the, in this setting, they were all very close together, not too, not uncomfortably close. (laughs) Um, But I think people could talk to each other a lot, a lot more easily. Um, And it seemed to be a a very comfortable gathering. So it was fun.
1: Cool.
2: Um, I second that. I agree. I had the really, really great opportunity to actually go and help and participate as well. And um, I also made that comment to Coles and I said, the one thing Uh, That I really, really loved about that particular festival was not just the fact that uh, the tiny houses and everything was really close, but also the management, the staff, the front ticket booth, as opposed to where the bathrooms were, as opposed to where the beer garden was. You know, like everything was in like, you know, pointable reference direction instead of hike down this trail for a quarter mile past the seventh house on the right. So um, it had a really, really nice, comfortable intimate feel to mm-hmm. it um, but yet at the same time we had a there was 13 I think uh, Coles' talk a little bit about the the <clears throat> sorry the houses and the schoolies I think there was 13 of them right
3: yeah yeah at that festival we had um, I think we actually had 15 houses total if you count so we had um, we had tiny houses on wheels uh, we had one container home, and then we had six schoolie school bus conversions. Those people are so cool; mm. they're fun. They're like a, a community all of their own, <laughs> and the school buses are amazing, truly. Um, and then we also had a conversion van and a teardrop camper. So, quite a quite a bit of variety. Yeah, at that quite a bit of
1: variety. How many people showed up? Uh,
3: I think we had I think we had about thirty five hundred. Um, so it was, you know, it was, it, it was what we expected yeah. again. Um, it's the first festival. So I think we're really just building the brand and kind of letting people get to know what they can expect to experience when they come to a tiny house living festival, mm-hmm. um, which is why partially why we decided to throw it in such a small environment, you know, we're, we, you know, we don't, we kind of, we expect it to grow as it gets bigger, as yeah. it
1: gets older. Yeah, that's cool. And so but, what's your, what are your expectations for Portland?
3: Well, um, there hasn't been a festival like this one in the Pacific Northwest, so we think it'll be considerably bigger. Um, we're trying it at a, at a, a different venue.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So the Denver venue basically was at a, a, you know, as I said, in the city, and we created a festival area. <laughs> this uh, venue in Portland is is an experienced event venue. They throw festivals of this kind all the time. I mean, not not with tiny houses, but a show like ours where there'll be lots of people and lots of things to see. Um, so we'll see. It'll be definitely a different kind of uh, atmosphere, and and we hope to be able to kind of decide which is the best for the community and for us.
1: Yeah, and it's it's at the fairgrounds. Is that right? In, yeah. In uh, yeah. It's actually in Washington, but it's so close to the border. It's like a ten minute drive from downtown Portland. Maybe twenty minutes drive right from downtown.
3: I Portland. think. I think they said 20. Yeah, Yeah. but that's correct. It's in Washington, um, which has been super complicated for some of the builders (laughs) who are bringing their tiny houses from just over the border because Washington has a lot of restrictions on what can and can't be shown as far as tiny houses on wheels go, (laughs) which I was not prepared for at
1: all. Say more about that. What do you mean?
3: What? Yeah, they have... Um, L&I up there has a, uh, a what, what, what's restriction... L&I? What's L&I? Labor
2: and Industries? No oh, thank you. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, on um, on tiny houses that have not been certified, that are not built to a certain code, being shown for sale. Oh, yes. um, so we have to put up signage for the any house that's coming from outside of Washington State and also any house that's from built inside of Washington State that does not comply, that says it's for display only. They're not allowed to sell it at the show.
1: I didn't know, uh, Washington had its act together that much.
2: I didn't either.
3: Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been a wild ride They're Um, they're, and they, I think they, they, they target the state targets, certain builders. And so I think maybe I've gotten <laughs> an earful from a couple of those. Well, <laughs> but, Abe, um,
2: I think Abe Zimmerman, right. hasn't, haven't they targeted Zilvardo's? Really? Why? Yeah.
3: I didn't get anything kooky. from Abel, oh. but I, um, but yeah, just a couple other builders so it's just been crazy trying to trying to navigate that. I thought Colorado was was pretty strict, but it turns out Washington is a lot more difficult to um to to deal
1: with. And you have heard <gasps> nothing from Oregon? Well,
3: no. they're not. They're or- not. Oregon? No way. Yeah, Oregon's best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Oregon. <laughs> I know exactly.
2: Exactly. If you ever, if you ever come back to the Northwest, maybe we'll try to find a um a more uh, um kindler, gentler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I was going to ask, did you, how do you, I'm not trying to put you on a spot Cole's, but had you look for a, a venue in Oregon to do it?
3: Yeah, we, we explored doing it at, um, OMSI.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we were just concerned about their ability to handle the capacity because the response for the Pacific Northwest was so, was much larger oh. than the one for
1: Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just did not know if they could handle the parking and the, and the people. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to stay in northern Oregon like Salem wouldn't have worked because they have a fairgrounds down there, too.
3: It probably would have. Yeah, we just. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. We really wanted to be in the Portland area. That makes, that
1: makes sense. Um, yes. It just seems like such a great
3: spot for it. You know, the spirit of the community and just the, the way that um, they support, you know, sustainability and small space living in general. I thought it would just be a really great uh, place to to hold a festival. I
1: agree.
2: And speaking of response, um, I think I sent you a screenshot of it. So the Oregonian actually featured um, the Tiny House Loving fe- um, the Tiny House Living Festival was featured on the Oregonian's page, their online page yesterday, and it was huh. also on Facebook. And speaking of response, um, when I looked this morning, there was um, over a thousand, you know, likes and clicks and loves and da da da. But interestingly mm-hmm. enough, there was also um, almost four hundred shares and almost 300 comments. Nice. So, um, yeah, on the Oregonian Facebook page, um, that's, if you look at the other articles, that's pretty good. Again, when you talk about the level of interest or the level of, um, you know, visibility that tiny houses get um, here in Oregon, we're pretty proud of that though.
1: So, Coles, sorry, Coles, um, how difficult is it to organize such an event?
3: Uh, well, I think that depends on which day you ask me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a day away. Um, yeah. Not I
0: mean, good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not
3: simple. Um, it's definitely not simple. I, I, um, I have done a few of them, so I think I'm a little bit. Um, it's a little easier for me than it might be for someone who's who's doing it for the first time. I think that people get a little overwhelmed when they actually discover how much goes into it. Um, but for us, you know, this one has been maybe even a little more difficult just because we're sort of still in building stages and so mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to figure out what works, what format works best, what places work the best, how much staff we need, how many volunteers we need, you know, all, all of those types of things. So um, with the variables being still so many, um, it's a little bit difficult, but it's. Once the event's rolling, then I'm always feel like, oh, that wasn't that hard. That's how they keep getting me to do more and more. <laughs> right? like you just forget all of the buildup to it once it's once you're in it. Yeah.
2: Um, speaking of, ha, oh, that wasn't so hard. Um, why? So let's circle back or let's cycle actually back to what brought you sort of to the tiny house movement or even the jamboree like originally. And why did you to set famous Michelle three part question? Do you have a pencil? <laughs> so number one, sort of what brought you to the, to the tiny house movement. Number two, um, why did you decide to start your own, uh, festival for lack of a better term? And how do you, I mean, when you have to do it from scratch, that's, it, I would imagine there's a fair amount of stress as well as a fair amount of freedom when you're creating your own festival from scratch. Talk about that, that process.
3: So, um, So I came to the tiny house movement through, um, through music actually. Um, so I, but my, my first profession and still is my profession is a, is a musician. And I, when I, when I very first started out, I was living in a camper full-time touring in it. Um, so I think that small space living is just, has been part of my life for a long time. Um, when I slowed down from full-time touring, um, I ended up landing in Colorado Springs, which is where, um, my my a colleague of mine, Darren Zaruba, was building a tiny house company. He needed some marketing help. I've been in marketing all my life, of course, with music. So I ended up um, getting uh, involved with his company, and he and and that's really how I became part of the tiny house industry specifically. And okay, and then what was the second question? So when you start,
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, I got through the first one. <laughs> So when you, when you decided to start your own tiny house festival company, you're, you're starting from scratch it's all yours basically so there's a fair amount of freedom as well as a fair amount of stress and pressure um, oh, associated right. with being the person that makes all the decisions so why did you decide to like do this like what, what, what was it about it that that you um, that challenged you or inspired you and and how did you go about doing it?
3: yeah so i i i mean i like event planning um i've done it again it's not that far from music right so um i've done it for for other bands for myself for other people that aren't in music um it is stressful especially when you're conceptualizing um but i think i had a solid background in the tiny house festivals with two years of being the head event coordinator for the Jam, which is the Jamboree, of course, and there was a lot of things that I learned while while we were doing that event that I think I could take with me into this into this new event. A lot of things I wanted to do differently, um, as well as a really good team of people, you know, that I could I knew I could call on to help me build the brand because I'd seen them in action in a very similar position already. So I think that kind of set me up for being able to uh, to, to build something like this, and and yeah, it was it it, it was always going to be tiny houses. I I really wanted to do more variety, um, because we were pretty specifically focused on tiny toables, tiny houses on wheels in my previous events. But I think that it's somewhat more inclusive to show more variety of small space living because I heard from a lot of people that came to those other events that they wanted to see what other options were available. Um, and and so I was, I was happy to be able to provide that. So, um, yeah, it was kind of stressful because you're like, Oh, is this going to work? I have no idea. (laughs) And you know, there's so many things to decide on Like How are we sell our tickets? What are our t-shirts going to look like? Are we going to have t-shirts? You know, which day should we do it? Where (laughs) let's start with that? That's yeah. That's the biggest question. Right. Um, so, but it's been, it's been fun. It's been rewarding. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm happy to be able to uh, to have the the leeway to to do the experimenting in order to find out if some of these things that I really think are going to be cool
1: actually will be cool. How many people are helping you do this?
3: We have a very small team of three. Um, so I have a myself, and then a couple a couple team members that do everything. Where we all pretty much share at this point responsibilities because it's just such a small team. And then we have this really great gal who helps out in this enormous capacity. Um, and she takes on um, all of our Northwest like communications, <laughs> Pacific Northwest communications, including setting up this podcast.
0: <laughs> and so we
3: have, um, yeah, we have a lot of community out there that just helps because they, um, because they want to, and you know, they believe in us, which is really
1: nice. Is this a full-time job for you?
3: Um, pretty much. I don't know that it will continue to be now that it's rolling. Um, but, but in the beginning for sure, I mean, we were probably working 80, 80 to hundred hour weeks. It was crazy.
1: Are you still doing music? Yes.
3: So now that the Denver, um, show that the Denver tiny house show is done, as I said, and things are kind of settling in, um, yeah, I'm able to do music pretty much half time. Um, so yeah, so I'm back at it, which is really great.
1: So when you were when you were out touring and you living full time in your trade you said it was what was what did you say it was camper camper what's it like a yeah. camper camper
3: Well I don't know I mean no definitely not <laughs> it was a 1987 I wish I could remember the brand anyway we we bought it from my boyfriend's grandparents mm. and then we put um hundreds of thousands of miles on it way more than it had ever seen in
1: its previous Mm-mm. life mm. And you were living in it full-time, so you had like a shower and a toilet and all that?
3: Yeah, we did, um, but we hardly ever used them. We were we were also full-time members of 24 Hour Fitness. Oh. And so we typically would go in there. Man, I was in such great shape. We'd work out in the morning and then shower in there and then, and then go back to the camper. So we had it if we needed to use it, but we didn't use it very often. It had such a small water tank. It would yeah. have been you know, difficult to, to, to travel a lot if we were using the facilities all the time. Yeah.
1: Is your is your boyfriend still with you in the, your endeavors? No, he's
3: not. He um is, but he does live in the Pacific Northwest. He's in Seattle right now. He works for oh, wow. the
1: Seahawks. What's he do for the Seahawks?
3: He's a t- athletic, uh, like um, what do they call those? them. Sorry,
1: <laughs> Mark said but, athletic like, athletic
3: recuperative specialist or something
1: oh, like, like a that. physical therapist kind of.
2: Guy. Oh, very cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: what kind of music do you do?
3: I um, play my my original stuff is is like folk pop. It's got a little bit of country in it too. Um, and I also have a very active children's music career. What? So I have several music uh, several CDs for kids out. Those are always in partnership with uh, with another company. I don't I, I don't do those solo. But the latest one was for a company that writes math books for kids. And we turned all of their books into songs. So, Is this like, was,
1: are you old enough to remember Schoolhouse Rock? No. no. Damn it, oh. we're getting old, Mark. <laughs> yeah, wow. Michelle, do you remember? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there was this, in the olden days, back in the 70s, there was this <laughs> educational program called Schoolhouse Rock, and they had these PSAs that would come on every once in a while, and sometimes about government, sometimes about math, sometimes it was about other things. And I just remember the bill on the hill. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm just a bill, bill and I'm on the hill. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting here on
0: Capitol. Anyway, I could think of some people in the federal government that could watch those right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <A> little learning.
1: <laughs> exactly. Anyway, i'd I'd love I'd love it if I could coax you into singing that math song. Right now. Yeah. So okay, Lacapella? so the thing
3: about those is that it's it's so funny. People say that all the time. So I we write that we did. I mean, our latest project for them was thirty six tunes, right? So I just don't remember any of them. It's like <laughs> we, we get together, we compose them all, and then we we make the whole record, and then it just like it's like cramming for an exam, yeah. you know? It just like leaves me. But you can find them on
2: Spotify. Okay, you Perfect. can find us on Spotify At, you know, too. Shout <laughs> out! To funny, listen. it's
3: it's it's been interesting. I mean, we're you know the guy who is my co my co-partner with those kids with kids music he's on tour with easton corbin so he's easton corbin bands lead, band leader so he's a very professional musician so <laughs> and he's played easton? on all my my records my original records as well oh. and it's just so funny because it really, the kids music really stretches us like i'm like what do i think this octopus's voice would sound like <laughs> Let me <hear> this <laughs>
1: <laughs> stuff like that so it's been fun funny
2: so in my, um, so I have a very dry career. I just make spreadsheets and send emails, and and I work in corporate America, and it's extremely boring. And uh, and so the tiny house movement and the tiny house industry in general really, for me, it sparks, it it sparks the the creativity, sort of lights up all my creative synapses. But in addition to that, I love the fact that I have something in my head that I put literally blood, sweat, and tears into and it becomes a 3D, right? I literally create this reality in my head mm-hmm. and then I create it physically. And that's part of my job that I actually hate. Like no matter how hard I work, I never get oh, to see yeah. the end result of my work, mm, Yeah. right? It's just all ones and zeros and emails <clears throat> and pain in the ass people. So... um it's interesting, though. Do you find that there's a lot of either commonality or a lot of differences between your musical career and your event planning, uh, your festivals? Um, can you compare them, and also, kind of, uh, again, are they are they both sort of feeding that creative that creative space in your head, or are they very different?
3: That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think there are some similarities there. Um, y- there's a lot of uh, for better, for lack of a better way to describe it, customer facing, client facing responsibilities with both event planning and and music. Um, I also think I just have one of those weird personalities that has like a really strong creative side, and also I just love admin too. <laughs> I really like to be organized, mm. um, and I think that um, I think both you know event planning and um, and music um, require that, but. But truthfully, that's that's pretty much where the similarities end. I think that most—I would say most of my creativity is poured into music. Um, I don't, you know, and I'm very thankful to have that because I, I think it's an outlet that I that I really treasure. I think that event planning um, is fun. I get to meet a lot of people, and I and I'm 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 okay being around big crowds like that. Um, but honestly, when you're especially when you're the um, like the primary event coordinator, it is a lot of admin. Yeah. And not yeah. that much creativity. It's really just getting all of the pieces in place so that you know everything can run smoothly. Um, but I, but I do think they, they probably cross over a little. I mean, as you as you know, Michelle, I've been I played music at some of these tiny house festivals, so you can't get much more crossover than that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I heard you play the first year of the Jamboree, right?
3: Mm. Yeah, that was such a bad idea. I don't know why I thought. <laughs> I
2: <said that.
1: laughs> Why was it a bad idea? <laughs>
3: Just because I, it was it was Saturday night, and I was had been running this show for two days, and I was just so wiped was, out and
2: exhausted. Yeah, she was really tired. But oh. that first year, the jam was crazy, though. Anyways, I yeah. mean, again, nobody really. Um, I'm leading up to a question, by the way, Barry. Okay. That's okay. Nobody really would have imagined that that first major festival, um, would end up like it did. Uh, I don't think anybody was prepared for the crowds, for the interest, for the press, um. So on one hand, I can certainly see in the beginning of the planning phases, Coles, you want to play Saturday night? Absolutely. <laughs> and then you're like, going into it, you're like, oh what my I God, I don't, I haven't yeah. eaten in hour. I am mean, a yeah. hard
3: time getting musicians to play because it was like unknown. Like, right. Why would I go down oh, to this interesting. School? I'm not going to, there'll be nobody there. You know? right. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll do it. Then we can get the Friday night slot filled. If I had Saturday night slot, right. which is mm-hmm. what
2: happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but it was just so it was just so intense for me. And my bass player slash percussionist was on her way down, and as you know, there was like a traffic jam that reached all the way to Denver, and so it was just
2: craziness. <laughs> I ask again, why did you decide to do this? <laughs> 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 I mean, after after you know, after a couple of events, um, it's it's. It's impressive that you have um, decided to take the best um, ideas and also inject your own into the future festivals. So, um, yeah, it's, it, those, those shows were crazy, though. Those were, shows were just crazy all the way around.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, thanks. Yeah, we'll see, how, we'll
2: see how this next one went. <laughs> 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 Speaking of nice. time warps, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Where, where, what are you currently living in, Coles?
3: So right now I'm sharing a home with my sister. Um, it's not tiny. It's quite large, actually. Um, and we, my grandmother also lives here. So we both moved in um, with her to just help because it's a lot for one person, especially an elderly person, to take care of. Mm. Um, and I bought a property in Castle Rock, which is just south of um, Denver. It's a very small property. I was going to put a 640-square-foot home on there. It has to be permanent foundation. I can't put anything on wheels there because it's right in the city. Um, but then I realized that I would have to get a little higher to be able to see the beautiful mountains that we have here. And so I, I, I built 1200 square feet. It's two stories. It's very small, but it's two stories high. Um, so that's underway. It's not built yet. Um, I don't even have the foundation board or anything. It's been, um, sort of a long road for me trying to figure out who I want to have build it, uh, for me. And then of course, you know, regulations in in a historic downtown area, are difficult to navigate. Um, mm. But I, I expect to be in it probably next year.
1: Very cool. And yeah. so does does the does the festival organizing pay more of the bills than the music, or is it the other way around?
2: Uh, I think about even even. Mm. I think about even. But 90% of her time today, <laughs> and yeah, tomorrow, Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing is, you know, you kind of bounce back and forth between, um, even with my corporate job now, I do have some freedom to sort of bounce back and forth and yeah. say, today I'm going to really focus on this. And then tomorrow I'm going to really focus on that. And, and as long as all the bills get paid though, that's what's the important that's thing. Well, important. and as long as we stay sane, Yes. I think, um, which actually leads me to my next question. So uh what do you Am do? Am I sane? <laughs> <laughs> Is cole's sane? Um no, what do you do uh what do you do in your free time when you're not when you're not working?
3: Uh well, that's that's um that's a rare rare thing for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I've been working a lot these days, especially with music picking back up. Um but um I do I like to read and you know, so I do a lot of reading and I'm also here in Colorado, we have, you know, beautiful outdoors. So um i think hiking you can find me hiking a lot in the summer and skiing the winter just most recently on the monday of the holiday weekend we floated down uh the river in between the canyon which was super fun i had a tube malfunction though i had a tube rupture (laughs) i had a tube rupture on the river floating down floating down and it's like leaking air and i'm like hey i was with my friend vanessa and i'm like come come over here. Is i think my tube is leaking do you hear that she's like Yeah, are you going to get out of that sometime (laughs)
2: soon?
3: Abandon ship! Not a smooth evacuation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so, you know, I really enjoy the outdoors, so you can find me doing a lot of stuff out there um, in my free time.
1: Nice. What does your sister do?
3: My sister's a teacher. She's a high school math teacher. And she's also a full-time volunteer for Tiny House Living Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Is
2: she one Whether of the three? Whether she likes
3: it or not. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is she
1: one of the three?
3: No, no, no. I'm No, I'm teasing. She's oh. not on the team officially. She oh. just came down to the Denver show and worked the ticketing booth, you know, all the hours that we were
1: open. Mm-hmm. So that was very appreciated. And, and you've been to Portland before, haven't you?
3: I have. Yes, I have. How many,
1: on, on musical tours or otherwise?
3: Just music. Yeah. Hmm. I played there a few times.
1: Where have you played? Do you remember? I knew you were gonna
3: ask me that. It's I, okay okay. I, don't. I know you
1: probably they probably all blur.
3: Yeah, especially since I mean we were we were on the road, you know, probably eleven years full time, so we played lots mm. and lots of shows, and I just don't remember, but um, I I do remember that I loved it. Yeah. it was such a cool cool experience. What a great town and
1: what a great you know
3: vibe and mm-hmm.
1: community. Mm-hmm. And when are you gonna be in town?
3: Um, today. Uh, like for today the, or, for the or the tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I come in Wednesday before the show and I will be staying uh, till Monday after the show for sure. I'm hoping to get a couple more days up there um, just to kind of hang out and see, you know, just, just relax and, and get get to see Portland a little bit.
2: Nice. Yeah, that would be really fun. That'd be really cool. Totally. I bought my ticket on Southwest just for that purpose. Yay. So that you could what? <laughs> yeah, more flexibility, I oh, think. Oh, I see. Right. I
1: see. Yeah, exactly. Very cool.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Can't wait.
1: So what, uh,
0: you had the, uh, the first show, what, uh, what did you learn from that one that you're going to, that you had to kind of drag here into Portland? It was like, oh, we didn't expect that this time.
3: More volunteers. <laughs> Always nice to have more people on hand to do things.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and I think that we probably had the houses, um, we need to we needed to be a little bit more attentive to which side the door was on on these houses uh, because when we went to load in, we were not. We were just not prepared for the way that the doors would line up with the other doors, um, which is something that you just don't know <laughs> about until you until you try to do something in a smaller environment. So um, with the Portland show, we were much more um, we 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 figured that out. We figured out how to navigate that, I think a little smooth, more smoothly.
0: And is that because of crowd flow basically, door door facing situations?
3: Yes, and and also pull in and um, drop um,
1: ah. oh,
3: feasibility, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just want to make sure that the, the 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 vehicle has the way to get in and out, so that the door is facing the way that you want it to. Got Cause, it. Because yeah, because that was a little bit difficult. <laughs>
2: yeah. Speaking of which, my favorite story from the Colorado Tiny House Festival um, was uh, so we had a beer, we had a shipping container. That was made into a beer, uh, basically a bar. And so at the end of the festival, the shipping container guy had to come pick up the shipping container, except someone left a framed house parked in front of the shipping container and like left and said, oh, I'll be back tomorrow in the morning. So the shipping container guy couldn't pick up his bar and go. And so uh, we were scrambling at the end of the day to figure out how do you move a framed house on a trailer. Um, It was very interesting. It was very fun. Like I said, on the other hand, it was at the end of the festival. We're like, I can't believe that they just, but luckily they didn't put a uh, hitch lock on it, which was curious. We actually joked though, about taking a picture of it and putting on Craigslist (laughs) and saying free tiny house, because then we knew someone would come Uh along and move it for us. (laughs) Um, But actually shout out to uh, Mandy Lee photography, she, she moved that house with her Jeep. It was wow. a big house too. Wow. Um, we just had to move it out of the way, but uh, yeah, um, that's, that was an interesting, uh, yeah, speaking of figuring out how to move houses and how to place houses so that they're not in front of each other. Yeah. We learned that one.
1: Even though the show's going to, even though the festival's going to be after, before, <coughs> after this, this show comes out, um, do you know who's going to be? Who? what uh, builders are going to be showcasing in Portland's event?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Who are are they? Yeah, yeah. Um, We have... So you can see all of the builders that we will have displayed on our website, which is tinyhouselivingfestival.com, but I can also tell you now, um, we have tiny Idaho homes, tiny mountain houses, artisan tiny houses, and then Able, I I think is... Michelle, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he just goes by Z- Zilvardos, right? Yeah, Zilvardo. yeah, correct. Yeah. So he, he's his house has actually never been shown. I ahead. know. Yes, yeah. that's
1: a coup right there. Yes,
3: we're
2: very excited. What? Yeah, well, me too. Can't how did wait. that happen? I'm
1: so, um, really looking forward to having him. How did that happen? Did you ask him or did he just say, I'm coming down?
2: Oh,
3: I had to ask.
1: And he said, lot. okay, or?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got him. We 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 asked him very early on if he would be a presenter for us, just because he's um, he's not seen very often, no. you know, and he's just such a, 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 a I think a prominent builder in that area, and he, for some reason he just doesn't come to the festivals. Mm-hmm. So we asked him if he would present, and he and he will be presenting. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to see if he'll bring that house. I mean. It will be so great for him to get the exposure. People can actually see this like mythical wood whisperers work (laughs) in real life. And so um, it wasn't that difficult, actually. I, you know, I said, here's what, you know, we want to do. Do you think you can come with the house? And he said, let me check. Okay, sure. I was like, great.
1: (laughs) Which one is he bringing?
3: Um, he is bringing what is it, damsel fly?
1: Oh my God, that is such a beautiful house. I know, I know. Isn't it amazing. Oh. I'm really
3: excited to see it in in real, in living color. It's wow. going to be
1: great. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So he's coming. Um, we have Real Wood Tiny Homes coming. They um they were formerly known as Global Green Concepts, and they have updated their image and name to Real Wood Tiny Homes. They're coming. They're bringing um a few houses actually. So they'll be bringing um. The tiny home that they've shown at the other festivals and they have this new tiny home called the Grow and Go, which is a uh, tiny home with like a little greenhouse in
1: it. I was going to say, mm-hmm. maybe it had chia seeds on the outside and you watered it or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone's looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, <laughs> and then um, Tiny Innovations is bringing a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pad Tiny Houses is bringing D Williams' little oh, yeah. home down. Yeah. Um, a new sort of a newer uh, builder on the scene called Wolf Industries. they build modular tiny houses so they're not on wheels they're the only the only tiny that we have coming that's um, that's not towable mm. and um, a very new builder called new creation tiny homes is coming um, with their newly finished tiny so that's it for tiny houses on wheels and then we have as I said several schoolies and a couple vans and um, so it's going to be a good
1: turnout it is going to be a good turnout
2: well, fantastic if all goes well i'm actually going to take Eris the teardrop so i haven't i haven't uh firmed it up yet because my daughter's actually taking Eris camping oh so hopefully maybe i'll take Eris on saturday or something cool oh that'd be great
1: well i'm trying to get my wife to go out and look at him on sunday so uh
2: Yay. the location layout i was looking at the layout the layout is going to be great Oh, good. i'm i'm really like look- of course i'm looking forward to this show because it's like all your friends coming to your town. Yeah. Like, okay, you're yeah, in my yeah. town now. So um, it'll be great to see um, all the local enthusiasts that I've had the opportunity to engage with and and to see Coles again. And to um, Andrew Odom, by the way, has never been to the Northwest. That's
1: unbelievable. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, so we're going to hopefully drag him out and about. and Yeah, show him around. Yeah, hopefully. He'll mm-hmm. come back once yeah. we get him out yeah, there. For sure.
1: <laughs> Everybody does. Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Coles, it was wonderful having you on the show, and um, I'm I'm just kicking myself in a way that we didn't get you on sooner, so that your, this episode came out before the festival. But um, you have you have another one scheduled, is that right, or planned anyway?
3: We don't have. We haven't announced it yet, but it is in the works. So okay. we'll we'll make sure to um, we'll make sure to get the podcast on the books as soon as that uh, as announcement has been made.
1: Awesome. Perfect. All right, so uh, listeners, uh, if you're I was going to say, make sure you go to the show, but this is coming out later. Um, I bet you had a great time at the show for those of you who went and uh, tune in next week when we'll be talking with another fabulous person and a fabulous topic. And it hopefully will not be in this weird time warp that we're in on this show.
0: (laughs) See you later. See you, everybody. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com where you will also find our show notes if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing carolyn Maine. our website is hosted by the gang at sitecast our theme music is by oma studio please go to itunes and give us a five-star rating or whatever you tiny house loving bastard tiny house podcast is probably made in portland oregon